listening to the Just Go Bike podcast. This is Andrea, and this is not Paratalk because I am joined by a whole bunch of other people today. Hey, let's get started with uh, morphology. Hey, 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 everybody. And let's just keep going down the line. Anybody speak up? Hey, it's Ann. Yep. You first, Mark. Uh, Mark Wyatt is here, uh, <laughs> coming from Iowa City. Hey everyone, this is Brian Powers from Des Moines. And Kyle Munson's here too. And this is Dieter Drake. All right, cool. Yes, we are all watching each other on video, trying to figure out who's talking. So just give us a little grace as we go through the podcast today. I think we're going to nail it, but, you know, Zoom things. <laughs> uh, we're trying to be COVID safe here, so we're all on, on video. So I thought we'd get all the gang together. It's been a while since we've talked in a group on the podcast. Of course, we have chatted independently, but we wanted to get it on the record for you all to share since we can't really see any of you um, like we normally would. And I mean, just on that topic, on that thought train, what do you guys miss the most about group rides? What do you miss about riding with all your buddies in person in a big group? Mm, I miss the the social part of it. I, you know, bike bicycling is just as much social as it is, you know, exercise. Um, and I've actually been able to get out and see not not large groups, but with our road shows this past this past fall, and uh, we actually met with um, with uh, Pork Belly Ventures a couple of weeks ago, or as you know, one of our biggest charters. And again, just a couple of three people out riding, including Ann. Ann, I finally got to ride with Ann, which was fabulous. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And there's some there's some uh, evidence of that. We've got some photos on social media. I think they may, they might have made it to this rag ride Facebook page at some point, maybe. At least they were on mine. But I, it's been great getting out and seeing everybody, at least in in small groups. But what I miss about big groups is is just the storytelling. You know, it's. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun getting out and seeing a lot of people on the bike. And specifically off the bike, just hanging out with people yeah. before and after as you're recapping a ride or talking about how it went and, oh, did you see this or did you see that or that hill was so hard or that's the stuff that I miss. Yeah, it's a family reunion or a homecoming, you know, and so that that the all those things that pull you off the bike to uh, spend a little time that that's all kind of gone right now in a way. And and so, yeah, that's, I miss that too. Yeah. I'll agree with that. I um, do a weekly uh, bike ride, a group ride, and sometimes there's upwards towards, you know, 40 people that will join and you miss those just little small conversations that you can't just send somebody a text and be like, Hey, what's new? You know, nine times out of 10, they're going to be like, not much. How about you? Where <laughs> when you're on a bike, all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, you, you're engaged or you're going to have a baby or you're moving. Like all those little things that um, you just miss in day-to-day -day activity on a bike. Yeah. I feel like at the start of quarantine, we did a lot of video calls, or at least I did with my friends and a lot of video chatting. And now as the pandemic has gone on, we've gotten away with from that as we, I don't know, have seen each other in small groups or just gotten used to being in quarantine all the time. And I'm hoping to sort of revive that for Thanksgiving so I can see some of my buddies again in a simulated group setting. Because mm -hmm. it was fun to do the road shows. It was fun to see you all in small groups. But now that it's winter, that's a little less realistic for me. So right. I got to go virtual. 
it's going to be weird when we can all get back together because I mean, you, you've got that, oh, so-and-so, I haven't seen you forever pre-pandemic, but that's everybody post-pandemic, you know, right. so it's going to be so emotional and, and uh, nice when we get back to normal. And I, I'm trying to stay on the positive end. I think normal's, uh, normal's going to be here before we know it. I think we got a lot of time to do what we're doing now, but, uh, you know, when we get there, it's going to be so nice. Yeah, heck yes. Well, on that point, does anyone have any 2021 rides scheduled? Ragbri. Yeah. Right answer. <laughs> yep. Well, we no, know I, we're all about that. You know, like Mark said, trying to be positive about things, but at this very moment, I don't I have not committed to any 2021 rides just because I'm so bummed that everything has been canceled in 2020. So um, to Mark's point, I'm trying to be positive and I'm crossing my fingers that uh, there'll be plenty of group rides or scheduled rides that happen before RAGBRAI. Yeah. I mean, I'd say I'd still tentatively plan on going on your Bakun, your Pigtails, your Big Grove, but you know, who knows what the future may bring. Now mm -hmm. we've done, I know Murph and I have a tentative plan oh, well, let's go mountain biking at some point mm -hmm. next year. We haven't set any exact date. It's just more of a, almost more of like, a, let's talk about what we would love to do and uh, spitball it, you know, right. instead of yeah. like actually making plans. It's just sort of a dream. <laughs> well, point. yeah, playing off of that. Well, in terms of like planned events, I, I sold back my last pair of concert tickets. So I'm just waiting now oh. to, to just to see what's going to happen before I buy any more. But one thing this year has given me is I've spent more time on the bike than ever. I mean, really, oh. even with that, you know, we did the virtual rag bra and everything else. And so while I don't have a huge planned ride besides rag bra on the calendar, I know that I want to ride like as many days as possible, which this mm -hmm. year kind of was the tipping point for me. Yeah. How many indoor miles would you guesstimate that you've done? Well, I've done, these are all outdoor. Oh, oh, I've done wow. I've done outdoor uh, since January first. Oh, hot dog! Yeah, wow. yeah. That's a I, I just haven't I haven't sprung for the Peloton yet, so I got to keep riding outdoors. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I keep looking at the Zwift on my Amazon or on Shields.com or whatever, and <laughs> haven't quite pulled the trigger. <laughs> but has anybody been doing those indoor group rides at all? No. Not group rides. I've ridden a lot inside, but just. Yeah. Looking at a blank screen with blue bars. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's a great industry that's kind of popped up, but I'm, I'm a man. If it's not outside riding, then I'm probably not going to be into it. You know, I like yeah. being outside in the fresh air and that's, you know, that's, that's really important for, for a lot of reasons. I think just get some fresh air mm -hmm. and some vitamin D and, yep. and uh, if you can ride with somebody else to chat, you know, that's, that opens up a whole, whole different world, I think for a lot of people. You know, mm -hmm. getting outside riding bikes. So that's the whole point of the whole point of rag and the whole point of I think just exercise in general. Get outside and ride, you know. Yeah. And enjoy enjoy the outside. We're not exactly the spin class crowd here. <laughs> We're more <laughs> the outdoorsy. <laughs> but Definitely. Yeah. I did set up my trainer yesterday. Have not sat upon it, but usually I'm, I watch the office while I bike inside. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it, it helps a little bit. But <laughs> 
I way long time ago and I was riding a lot. Uh, this is probably 10, 15 years ago. Um, I did the same thing in upstate, bitter upstate New York. You know, you have 10 below outside for weeks on end. And uh, I watched a, a couple of seasons of Law and Order. Well, it must have been the whole season because we didn't have really DVR. I, well, maybe we did at that point. But I watched all of Law and Order, basically, <laughs> in my kitchen, spinning away <laughs> 10 o'clock at night while, I, while the kids are sleeping. I'm riding my bike. Yep. Well, so every time you, every time you hear those notes, do you start pedaling just unconsciously? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> <Start sweating. laughs> I well, do. There's, no, there's no substitute for getting outside. Yeah. No. Back when I lived downtown, I used to bike to work. Back when we used to work in the office, I used to commute in the through the winter. Um, this kind of leads us to our next conversation point, which is what do you wear when you're out biking? I would wear full down coat, full pants, everything to go just because I. it's only a mile. I feel like I could bike anywhere in any condition in a mile but it was so funny because i slipped on the ice one time and i fell over and i was absolutely unharmed <laughs> I was wearing so many clothes. <laughs> i'm like actually <laughs> she can't put her arms down yeah, yeah no once you're in the suit you cannot you have to bike and get to your destination you cannot take any <laughs> it's like a, a little brother in christmas story right yeah. Same thing. <laughs> oh I didn't shoot my eye out either. So, yeah. So, what do you guys wear in your this time of year on your biking adventures when you're outside? Any any tips or tricks or anything besides wearing a pants and a jacket? Or I I know uh, I well on a side note I saw uh, like a funny meme about somebody making fun of themselves, but they're like when I go winter riding. I'll put on like five layers on the top, you know, like your base layer and then a wool something and then a vest and then a jacket. And, and then I'll just have like one pair of tights on the bottom. And I'm like, that is so true. I always like overdress on the top and then I'm cold. You know, my legs are cold, but um, you know, obviously layers are good. I'm, I'm a skirt girl. I usually wear a skirt year round. So I just put a couple pairs of tights under my skirt and then I, I will admit I still overdress on the top and I'm always like, once you start sweating, then, you know, you, you've gone too far, too many layers, but I, I guess I haven't learned yet. <laughs> so as someone who has not ridden it in cold weather yet, how, how low will you go temperature wise mm -hmm. at, for any of you? I've been pretty, I mean, I feel like 30 and above is pretty doable. I'm, I've tried a little bit in twenties and it's just not as fun, yeah. but, I mean, the two wardrobe pieces, I think everybody kind of designs, you know, like Murph was just saying, everybody kind of designs their own ensemble. The two things that have been really crucial for me are hockey socks mm -hmm. and a Carhartt vest. <laughs> Smart. Spoken like a true island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like for me, it's the gloves. My hands, your hands are out front. They get cold fast. You, really, I feel like I put on a thin pair of gloves, being optimistic, and then always wish I had gone for the, the thicker bigger. pair. Mm. Yeah. For me, it's been it's been the extremity. So it's fingers, yeah, but it's also toes. Toes were actually more important to me for whatever reason. Mm. I I couldn't stand frozen toes. So I, so I used to go down to the hardware store when I used to ride in really really cold weather. Go down to the hardware store and get those little 
those little thermal pad sticker things that you can stick on your socks. Mm. And I clean, I clean them out. My wife would give, give them to me for Christmas as stocking <laughs> stuffers and just boxes of them. And, uh, and I just, I, you know, every ride, if it were really cold, anything below 30 degrees, I would put something on my toes just to keep them warm. And then the, and then the booties over your shoes, if you have those or wool socks or both. Yeah. But it's the extremities for me. I didn't, I definitely didn't want to lose any toes. <laughs> <laughs> bar mitts are probably my go-to thing you know as long as mm -hmm. i have something to keep my hands warm they don't make bar mitts for toes they should make bar mitts for toes yeah oh yes they should, they should. yeah there's our million dollar idea we just gotta sell a million of them uh, <laughs> no i you know once the bar mitts are on then i can just throw a pair of light gloves inside the bar mitts i just keep them there and mm. uh, so they're ready to go the only thing I worry about is not as much the temperature, it's the surface, like you were saying before. If it's slippery at all, especially when you're tucked into your bar mitts, I really don't want to fall with my hands stuck to mm -hmm. the handlebars. <laughs> True. I'm sure they'll come free. Mark, I was going to say the same two things. Bar mitts and the, the surfaces. If it's, if it's icy or it's super cold and it's been raining out, mm, no thanks. Yeah, it's not worth it. Uh, I mean, I'll ride zero degrees it's no problem it just depends on what the what the service looks like and i got my first pair of thermal bibs last year oh game changer mm. yeah yeah they are yeah the uh, surface the surface is really important i've taken a couple of spills on ice and it's it's not like it's not like crashing if you unfortunately if you ever had that happen to you on pavement um it's both on pavement but if you've got ice over top it's almost another another layer of unexpectation. You just don't know what's going to happen until you're on the ground. And I don't know, it seems like you hit harder when you're, <laughs> when you yeah. slip on ice. So yeah, if anybody's listening out there, try, try Yeah. The surface is really important. Don't go riding when there's ice on the roads, if you can avoid it. And they do Snow. a really good job of, of maintaining the trails around here. But as sure. you know, this time of year, when you, if you get on some of the trails that aren't as well maintained or aren't as well trafficked, you get that layer of uh, leaves, and then there's a layer of water underneath it. And then when it gets super cold and the blacktop freezes, you just have so many layers of thawing and freezing and thawing and freezing that it's just, yeah, you go from up to down real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I have a new, I have a new fat tire bike that I'm anxious to see how it handles on that snow and ice. Uh -oh. um, because this one, well, and to back it up for listeners that haven't heard this, I had two bikes stolen this year. Um, which wasn't a lot of fun, but the insurance company was pretty cool. They replaced them right away. And so now I have, instead of a four inch tire, I got a four and a half inch tire. So I'm anxious to see how that handles coming up because it's a little different. It, it rides like a dream. I'm, I'm really tickled with the bike. So uh, we'll see how it goes. You make and model. Uh, I got a Trek Farley. Um, so yeah, real, real nice bike. Really enjoying it so far. And what color is it? You know, it's a funky teal with a fade to it. Um, oh. You know, my last one was plain black, so I put bags all over it. And this one, the paint job's so nice, I don't want to put bags on it. <laughs> That's awesome. Sounds yep. like we need a winter fashion photo gallery to go with this episode or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother genre of cyclists that is getting ready to gearing up and go, to go out, the fat bikers. They probably were pumped when it snowed like three times already this year. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's that's good to that point. Um, all right. 
let's not beat around the bush any longer. It is almost Thanksgiving. What is your favorite food at Thanksgiving? And you can kind of, if you'd like, you can kind of parlay that into what's your favorite food vendor on Ragbrite that you wish you could have at Thanksgiving or your favorite COVID quarantine go-to food. So it's kind of open-ended. Let's talk about food. Whoa. I know. Well, I can say right off the bat, my favorite Ragbrite food, and I'm putting food in quotes, are the sassy lemonade slushies. And I would love to have those for Thanksgiving. Um, but I think that the recipe is still secret unless one of you guys has the recipe, but um, but Thanksgiving specific uh, mashed potatoes, man. My mom's mashed potatoes, you just can't beat them. I could eat a whole plate of them. Mm. I like your style. Yeah. <laughs> Carbs and booze. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put a vote in for stuffing. Oh, oh yeah. That's my Thanksgiving go-to. I recently heard a debate about dressing versus stuffing and there being some sort of difference between the two. Do you have any comments on that? Oh, boy, I don't know. I'm not schooled well enough to to, yeah. to clarify the, the line there. But I, if I had to pick, I would just pick stuffing out of mm. my – I guess that's my terminology. Sure. <laughs> I believe dressing is when it's outside of the bird. Oh. Uh, Okay. Cook in the bird. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm I'm not opposed to dressing then. Yeah. <laughs> not anti-dressing. <laughs> I'm all about the sides. So I'd go with mashed potatoes. I'd go with stuffing over dressing. Um, and I love a green bean casserole. And I'm Ooh. the only one in my family, so I'm in charge of it every year. <laughs> you can make it your way that way. That's right. More of the onions, please. <laughs> yeah. We always have like a sweet potato side dish that's more of a dessert, but it's served with dinner, so it classifies as not dessert. Yeah. And it's just it's basically sweet potatoes uh fluff, marshmallow fluff, and then brown sugar coat crusted on top. That's mm -hmm. Yeah. That's we have the, we have the same thing. So yeah, I, I like to skip right to dessert, so I'm all about the pies and whatever comes there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Love it. We always have a lot of pies because my daughter likes to bake and and uh, but it's all about the dessert around here. So we we skip to that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to give sort of a cheater answer because one of my favorite foods on Rag Fry is the same as Thanksgiving in that I like the big turkey legs mm -hmm. that you can get that you can just like feel like a renaissance woman walking around eating those things <laughs> no silverware no napkins no nothing but i mean on thanksgiving i will use a plate and a fork or whatever but like <laughs> uh yeah i like the i like the turkey i'm kind of a purist obviously we're gonna be getting a turkey but much smaller this year <laughs> a little <laughs> mini turkey <laughs> aka a chicken <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see we'll see i like the turkey i like i do like the desserts as well but you got to start somewhere for me. So there's nothing like being out on the ride and having your big old turkey leg either. So I think uh, you had both hands holding a turkey leg. So is that how right. it's ride? Yeah. Yeah. You got to okay. be equal. Okay. <laughs> well, you just yeah. tuck, it, tuck it inside the bar mitts. That's, that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or the jersey pocket if you really want to go there that would work 
It's aerodynamic. That's fine. You can, it's just like uh, kind of those handlebar extensions. You can just put arrow bars <laughs> in the same fashion. <laughs> it is uh, my Thanksgiving signature is a blueberry pie, though. I normally Ooh. make a blueberry pie Ooh. for my family. That sounds really good. Yeah. So I'm there with uh, Dieter's daughter, who is a, she's probably a better pie maker than me, but I am consistent. Okay. <laughs> I'll make it every year. <laughs> So, all right. So let's get a little sentimental here. Tell me a story of something you're thankful for on the bike. Um, something that happened to you while you're out biking or a memory that comes up when you're out biking. What are you thankful for while you're cycling? Oof. I can go first. I'll go first. Since I asked a question, I'll give you a minute to think about it. Um, my most thankful moment on the bike was in the early 2000s when I would have been just out of high school, I'm biking. Somehow I got separated from my group. I have just whatever money is left in my bike bag. And I am about to bonk. Like I am feeling bad. I could, I'm going up all these hills. I don't remember where we were, but of course it was hot. And I come up to the top of the hill. And those of you who have been on old Ragbrise might remember this, but there used to be this guy who drove a big old brown truck and he would sell root beer floats out of that truck. And mm -hmm. It was, he would be all around. Anyway, I didn't actually know him, but I always would love his root beer floats. And I come up to him and I'm like, thank God, can I please have a root beer float? And I like scrounge up all my change and I'm like a penny short. <laughs> and that guy gave me a root beer float and it was the best thing I've ever eaten in my whole life. And so that was <laughs> the most thankful I've ever been was for to have that root beer float. So there you go. That's my Thanksgiving story. I'm just thankful to be able to do it and not everybody can get out and ride bikes because of where they live or maybe they can't afford a bike and and all of that so i'm just uh i feel very fortunate to be able to get outside and, and do this and live in, in a place where you can like in iowa you, there's bike trails all over the place and that just doesn't happen everywhere so it's um I, i'm just real thankful to be able to be able to do it and be a part of be a part of the bicycling world really so i don't have any particular memories when it comes to um that it's just all of it all in one it just it kind of rolls into just a happy experience being i've never i've always i've always said that if if i have a bad bike ride or a, a couple of bad bike rides in a row then i'm probably doing something wrong so if i'm not out there with people that i want to uh chat with or i'm going too hard or um i'm just suffering too much it's just not it's just not in it i'm not in it for that I, I want to be out there uh, experiencing it with other people and um you know, I'm, that's what i'm thankful for i'm thankful to be able to do it so yeah that's a good sentiment i'd echo that for sure and just the time spent on the you know bike with friends and i'm remembering like rides with brian several years ago and and, and all those sorts of things and seeing you guys on the road show this year and um one specific thing that comes to mind would be like the kindness of strangers i remember from riding ragbri uh for years, like for instance, I'm remembering this really colorful, oh, there was my dog, this really colorful farmer outside of Marshalltown. And, uh, you know, I was like stranded and I needed to get somewhere on deadline. He says, throw your bike in the back of the truck. And so 
you know, so I, I hitch a ride for several miles with this strange, you know, the stranger, a farmer, quickly became a friend. And that, that kindness of strangers when you're on a bike is what I'm always thankful for. Yeah, I, I agree. And you, you've, you've sparked some memories of mine and I have some of the same. And that's, it, that's nice to find somebody out that, that just, uh, that's not a bicyclist, that's a farmer or just a local business owner. And you end up chatting with those, those people. Those are, yeah, that's a great point, Kyle. Those are great memories to, to, to have. In the times of COVID, that sounds so rebellious. <laughs> right. Just hop in a car with a stranger? Yeah. Talking with a stranger, breathing the same air? <laughs> um, I will uh, second or third the kindness of strangers stories. Um, I guess I'm most thankful for uh, doing things on a bike that and seeing things that you can't see when you're in a car, it's just amazing when you can take the exact same route that you normally would drive and just to see, I don't know, nature and just things that you don't normally see. But, um, and you guys sparked a story uh, one year, uh, this one time on Ragbri, I was with a group of friends and we uh, sat in a bar for hours, which I'm sure is a shock to most people. But um, so we come out and we jump on our bikes and we take off down the on the route. And I could not pedal like it was terrible. I don't know what was wrong with my bike. And um, I was riding, I believe, like a hybrid or a mountain bike. This was a long time ago. And so we pull over and the guys in the group are like, you know, do you have a flat tire? Is there something wrong? Well, we realized somebody had stolen my wheels and tires on them and replaced them with their own. So I now was riding a bike that had these huge knobby tires that were too big for my bike. So it was rubbing on the brakes and I was like, well, now what do we do? We're in the middle of nowhere. And sure enough, here comes a farmer with a pickup truck that saved me and took me into the next town with a bike shop. And I had to buy new new wheels and tires and rims and the whole works. Oh but, um, yeah, it was, I mean, now it's a funny story, but at the time I was like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to have to you know, live in this ditch for the rest of my life because I don't know how to walk a bike or it just it was crazy, but. That's anyway, such a thoughtful thief to replace the tires for you. <laughs> it wasn't it? Yeah. And you and there were so many people around. You know, I'm sure they just looked like they were adjusting their own bike, but yeah, crazy. All right. Um, well, well, go ahead. It's been uh, cool as as our son, who's now uh, three and a half or so, gets older. It's been cool, and I'm incredibly grateful to share this hobby with him as he gets older and just grows into wanting to, to learn to bike ride. And of course he's on a strider and getting into a pedal bike now as well. But uh, even right now he's still in this weather wants to go outside when he comes home from school at near darkness and ride his bike with dad. And so that's just like heart melting. And then there's an older gentleman down the street um, who has seen us out riding and um, he has a hybrid that he goes out and tools around in. So for the last few weeks, he's texted me on a Sunday like hey do you and Holden want to go for a bike ride so for about an hour we'll just go and take a leisurely cruise around there's a cemetery down the road from us so there's no cars there's plenty of roads it's open it's really nice we'll just go and cruise around there and come back about an hour later and he's just all smiles at the end of the day and usually Holden's passed out in the seat behind me but um 
it's just been really cool to get to know him and to get to spend some time with Holden. So that's what I've been really thankful for this past year. That's such a cool memory to be making with Holden and, and your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. been awesome because we didn't really talk. I mean, we talked, but it was just kind of, you know, the neighborly like, oh, hey, how you doing? How, how are things? And then we'd go on our way. But, you know, it's been forced time. You know, I think he's pretty much home most of the time now anyway. And so now that we can both get out and be safe about it, and um, it's just been, it's been really fun. That's awesome. Well, riding your bike gives it's natural to just this you're out there biking you don't have anything as distracting as you do normally in your life it, it gives it's a natural time to reflect mm-hmm. so on the things you're thankful for so to close out the podcast today i'd like to ask what kind of pie are you most thankful for our number one question and i'm going to start with my the blueberry pie because that's what i made or, or i will be making for thanksgiving I'm thankful for the blueberry pie you're going to be sending me after yeah, you make right. it. <laughs> cannot wait. You walked into that one. <laughs> if I could, I would. Oh, you all can. Gonna, all going to be standing six feet apart at Andrea's house on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> all right, come on over. <laughs> I'm a, I'm I, love pu- I love pumpkin pie. Yeah, with whipped cream and ice cream and any other sugary type substance I can throw on top of it. <laughs> yeah i gotta go ultra traditional on pumpkin too i uh yeah i mean either whipped cream or ice cream i usually don't i won't do both one or the other depends on the mood mm. i'll go pecan pie mm. oh yeah yeah that's right you know <laughs> i i'm gonna go with you here Ann, because thank you it, it, i I lived on pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving until I was like 49 years old. And then last year I had pecan pie for the first time. I've avoided it my entire life. Finally had it. And it was delicious. It yeah. was, I'm like, where has this thing been in my life? <laughs> um, yeah. Pecan pie, I'm down. Yeah. I'll take whatever pie's on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I like your attitude. Three pie is best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been great talking to you. I'm definitely thankful that we're able to get together and have a little conversation before we go our, I guess, go our separate ways is not necessarily the COVID appropriate way to say that. (laughs) But we all go off and celebrate Thanksgiving together. So I'm thankful for all of you listeners out there in the podcastville. Um, We would love to hear from you. You can feel free to email us your Thanksgiving thoughts or anything else you want to talk about on facebook uh twitter and instagram we're at just go bike or you can always email me at just go bike podcast at gmail.com and until then happy thanksgiving everybody happy thanksgiving Thanksgiving. happy thanksgiving Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer. Brian Powers is the show's producer, 
and the Just Go Bike podcast is brought to you by the Des Moines Register, a part of the USA Today Network.